0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Stay of the Art podcast with me, your host, Ethan Appleby. I'm very excited to bring you along as I dive into conversations with amazing people who are at the intersection of art and technology. Each week, you'll hear a different angle about how tech is bringing radical change in the way all of us interact with art. We have on artists to first-time collectors, as well as CEOs from some of the top digital art companies. We'll also look at the effects social media sites and crowdsourcing platforms are having on the art world, and explore how other creative industries such as music and fashion were democratized using technology. Before we get started, I want to tell all the artists listening about Bango. If you're like many of the artists I know, you spend more time managing your career than you do creating art. Bango helps you with this. To learn more, go to bangoart.co slash podcast. That's dot oco slash podcast. And if you're looking for original art, Bango is an amazing place to find art from some of the best emerging artists. Now, in this episode, I'm excited to welcome contemporary millennial artist, Shane Miller. Like most of us, when Shane gets up in the morning, he checks his Instagram. But unlike most of us, he's not just seeing how many views he got on last night's Insta story, he's seeing how many pieces of artwork he sold. Today, I talked to Shane about the future of social media platforms, the changing role of the gallery, and how a musician slash therapist became one of the best-selling artists on Instagram. So please, allow me to welcome today's guest, Shane Miller. Hey Shane, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Ethan. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, so fascinating story. I mean, you you grew up playing guitar, then you you got a degree in physical therapy, but you you've, you've always started creative work, and uh, you know you're selling it to your mom's friends for fifty dollars. Then your friends, you know, how would you say that technology played a role uh, in your evolution of your career and your artwork?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, I would post them on Instagram, Facebook, just uh, not looking to sell it, just just to share my art. You know, with with my friends, people would reach out and say, hey, you know, can I buy that? It's like, yeah, you know, okay, <laughs> yeah. So that that's kind of the start of it all.
0: So, so, in a way, I mean, I don't know if accidental is the right word, but it was you were just posting and sharing, and then all of a sudden people were showing interest, you know, through social media. And that got you to think, what, like, maybe, you know, maybe I can make a career of this?
1: Yeah. What it, well, it made me start taking my art more serious, I think, was kind of the, the first thing. Like, okay, people are responding well to my work, and maybe I'll, I'll you know, put more effort into it and in really developing my craft. So, you know, a, a couple years ago, I decided hey uh, let's give this a try and I started pursuing um you know gallery representation and and through that I got you know connected with some people on on social media that really helped you know boost sales
0: so it's interesting because in a way, you know, in, in sort of the tech space, and this is all about art and tech, you know, they talk about an MVP, a minimal viable product and just putting something out there and seeing what resonates. And so for you, it's almost like with your artwork is you didn't go out with this sort of, I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to go to this gallery and I'm going to sell it was you just, you created what you loved and you put it out there and then right. you got feedback from it immediately. And then you saw what resonated with people and that, so that kind of drove, it gave you confidence and it drove sort of um, the direction that you took your, your art. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I read this Forbes article that you're in featured in Forbes. That's nice. You know, I, I, oh, wish, yeah, I, nice. wish, I wish we all had that, <laughs> that opportunity. And, and it's in there that you're selling 40% through Instagram, which is incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Would
0: you say, I mean, is this 40% something where, you know, it's just because you put more effort and it, it, came from selling on your website to Instagram, or is this almost like a new 40%? Is it like you've,
1: you've grown the amount of art you've sold through Instagram? definitely have grown the amount of art through Instagram. Um, I, I think just having that direct access to clients, um, and really connecting with people, um, you know, it, it, it helps tremendously. People, people see it, ca- people, you know, casually scrolling through their Instagram and you know, see this you know, piece of art and they feel compelled to ask, you know, ask about it. And, uh, it just, it, it really it opens that conversation as opposed to someone, you know, walking into a gallery and, or being intimidated by walking into a gallery. Uh, this is interesting. I want to come back to that point about the intimidation. But, you know, I mean, with the idea of
0: scrolling through and coming across your work, I mean, there's a lot of artists who are on Instagram, and, and you know, you could say there's a lot of noise out there. I mean, why do you think that artists are doing well on Instagram? And, and how do you rise above, I guess you could say, the others and, and, and get noticed?
1: Well, I think a couple things. Obviously, presentation, yeah. you know, how, how you present the work on that little square format, you know, that little square. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think framing the work well, having space around the piece so it can breathe. Um, I think that helps a lot. Just keeping a clean, clean look. Mm-hmm. Um, but also having, I think just consistency in your work, I think artists who have a, a particular style and post their work that falls within that, that style yeah. have more success than the artists on Instagram who are just dabbling with a little bit of everything and they're kind of all over the place, which is great. You have to, find, you have to experiment and find what, what you excel at and, and what you enjoy. But yeah, I think people who have, that, have their style already in mind and stick to that find more success on Instagram. Why
0: do you think that artists are doing well on Instagram and why haven't other platforms in the past like Tumblr worked as well?
1: um you know i don't i can't really speak much on tumblr i've never really messed with it obviously instagram is visual you know it's visually based and the artists can talk about their work right through uh, the comment section they can engage with their fans yeah. through comments so it just makes it uh it's, it's very accessible and you know it's, it's it's like a journal for the artist to kind of log their studio work yeah tell, i mean tell, i love that analogy of a journal i
0: mean you know cuz journals are a very personal thing you know we all have journals and most of the time we don't share our journals with anybody including those closest to us so you know being a journal how 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 does that work and why do you think that resonates with an audience and as as an as an artist why you know do you feel comfortable do you feel exposed like how does that feel using it
1: as a journal sure maybe maybe a little bit but i, I think you know you're, you people will crave that connection with the artist and with with art and I I feel like you know obviously art speaks for itself to you you know people see it and will will respond to it how they will just through themselves and but I think people appreciate knowing a little bit kind of behind the piece or you know what the artist is thinking or um or even just like what the artist is thinking aside from when they're in the studio just like okay more about you know, what what does the artist do outside of the studio and outside of painting? Like, who are they as a person? Um, I I think that's something new that, you know, before the internet wasn't really a thing for artists. It was uh, always kind of the, the, they they would stick in their studio and, you know, the gallery would kind of be the the middleman and people, there was this kind of air mystery uh, surrounding artists. How do you think about the balance between short
0: form and long form content? Or maybe it's better to say like documenting and creating. So there's a guy, Gary Vee, who's big in the tech space, he talks a lot about documenting versus creating. And and so, you know, documenting is just, it's almost like your day snapping a selfie being like, Hey, look at me in my studio. Here's what I'm listening to versus, you know, maybe a more crafted post that goes on your, on your feed.
1: I, I think they're both very important. <laughs> I think the people who take time to create meaningful posts definitely do have more success, more followers. Cause it's just content people, people who, crave content. So if you have good content, then yeah, people were going to respond to that versus just snapshots of noise or clutter. You know, there's enough of that already.
0: It's interesting. So, I mean, with that, right, you, you usually get in your feed, you know, a, a beautiful image, um, you know, in your case, it's a, of one of your pieces or you in your studio. And then you have, you know, Insta stories where maybe that's where you're, that's a little bit more of your journal. It's a little bit more personal. It's just like, here I am. I mean, how do you think about the relationship of those two? Or how do you think people that
1: discover you, you know, use that? Well, so the Insta story is great for, I, I, I view it as a little more playful than, mm. you know, it's a little more casual versus my feed, which I would say is a little more formal. So, you know, with the, with the instance of the story, what I typically use it for is to document the process. And I'll, you know, I'll have fun with it. You know, maybe one day I'll create like a little loop or whatever, like brushing on, uh, you know, brush stroke and it, it takes away, you know, back and forth. This guy's just eye candy. Uh, or, you know, maybe I'll show like the wax process or the the, the underpainting or, or something. You know, I would I, I I haven't posted just an underpainting on my, my feed, so it's it's a way for people to kind of see the process. A lot of artists
0: yeah. I talk to, I mean, they say that the journal analogy that your your Insta story is a bit more of perhaps that journal. It's like you said, it's a bit looser. It's not as choreographed. I mean, do you think? Have you seen a difference in how people connect with you
1: since the launch of
0: Insta story? And
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, you know, all the. Behind the scenes stuff, I do kind of keep to the Insta story, although I am changing it up yeah. a little bit. I am putting a little more studio shots in my feed just to kind of break it up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I think uh, it's funny, people always comment on my music on the Insta story. People love to hear what I'm listening to while I'm painting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, which I'm actually thinking about just creating a, a Spotify playlist. You know, I think it'd be a fun thing. Keep it updated, you know, every couple of weeks. Change it up. That's, I, I love that. I was, I was going to ask, do you ever get any, um,
0: you know, strange comments or, or feedback on a, on a post that you do? And, you know, I mean, anything, any story worth telling?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, you get, you get people who reach out and say, you know, hey, thanks for sharing. And like you're, you're an inspiration because you're pursuing, you know, what you love. So you know, I get a lot of that, which is always great, and um, and then you know, just um, artists reaching out asking for advice and how to how to sell work through Instagram. But yeah, I mean, nothing, no crazy stories really. I mean, what uh, metrics do you think play a role?
0: You know, what what do you look at, and uh, you know, how how important are your followers or
1: comments? Yeah, I think it's it's all important. You know, likes and comments. Um, it's a good gauge to to see. Okay, you know, you post a photo. And then you look at impressions and, you know, how many people are, are liking it. And it, I think that just gauges, you know, how is it good content? Am I, am I putting stuff out that, out there that people want to see or, or do they not want to see it? So, it, you yeah, know, pretty straightforward. So Do you see a relationship between likes and comments and, and what work actually sells? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, most of the time. Sometimes not. But, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a good starting point for sure does it
0: change? i mean you know if you see wow i did this one piece and it got a lot of likes. i mean do, will you kind of start creating more work like that i mean does it drive the direction of your work at all
1: a little bit sure yeah because you know i obviously i want to paint what i i enjoy but i also want to make it appealing to other people you know i i know like personally i love dark paintings uh, i love painting really just dark paintings um but those don't typically sell as well versus a you know a lighter value painting. So I kind of try to get you know things like that kind of gauge what because um, yeah, obviously I want to sell work. That's that, you know, how I make my living. So um, I you know can't just paint black, dark paintings over and over. <laughs> to that, like
0: how did you get your your start on Instagram? Became because you know like you said you just were posting there for your friends. What was the turning point? What Was the aha moment?
1: Yeah, as far as Instagram goes, um I have a friend here in Nashville named Ruthie. She she has, you know, pretty good following on Instagram. And um one day I I was brainstorming and thought, hey, I'll reach out to her and see if she would be interested in kind of collaborating. So she was all about the idea. She brought her buddy Theron in as well and he has, you know, over a million followers. I did these these pieces for them and they, they talked about it on their on their feed that I Gain three thousand followers within a few days. And I and, you know these are like organic, solid yeah, followers here. That. yeah, people who are actually interested in the work and are commenting, emailing, asking, oh, can you send me a price list? you know how do to buy your work? People really engaging with the work. Um, and that was that was definitely the aha moment. I, I realized, wow, okay, there is definitely something something to you know to this. Uh, you know, from there, I, I made that conscious effort to start really curating my feed and, and cleaning it up, so to speak, and trying to have direction. And, and, um, so, you know, from there, I've so no, seen... no, no
0: pictures of you and your friends in Mexico having a good time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Save those right. uh, Insta stories. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs>
0: so. I uh,
1: I mean that's great so
0: so from there you built you know a loyal following and one that was very engaged you know your millennial millennials are predominantly the ones that are on Instagram i mean they say something like 59% um of 18 to 29 year olds are on Instagram which is incredible yeah i mean who who's buying your
1: work is is it the, or is it those millennials um young professionals yeah i mean say people in their 30s and you get a lot of, um, yeah, young, newly married couples looking for work for their, you know, their home. Yeah, and it's like crazy. It's, it's all over, too, as far as the country. I, I thought for sure that I would start seeing a trend. But it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, any state you can think of, just, yeah. even internationally. I mean, I, I, I shipped two pieces to a guy in Sydney, Australia, wow. sent a piece to a husband and wife in Oxfordshire, England. Um, so it's, it's just really cool, the uh, the reach, you know, because without Instagram, I would never, <laughs> never sell a painting to someone in Sydney,
0: which is, which is, that is the incredible thing. Somebody in Sydney, you know, no longer do they have to walk by a studio to see your work. They can go on Instagram, learn about you, see who you are, message you, get a you know, look inside your journal and then say, Hey, this is someone that I really relate to. So would you say, I mean, how, how do you think that? Instagram and, and sort of millennial, you know, how, how is millennials behavior different, um, for buying perhaps than, than older generations do you think? And and how does Instagram maybe play into that?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I think the older generation, I grew up with, you know, the whole gallery mentality of, yeah. you know, if you want a piece of art, you go, you walk into a gallery and, um, whereas, you know, millennials aren't really familiar with that process, I guess. So, Um, you know, they'll, like I said, you know, they'll see an artist on Instagram and just say, Hey, how can I, how can I buy that? And, uh, so, you know, I, I think, and, you know, millennials are uh, around technology, so they're comfortable with technology. They're comfortable with, you know, online invoicing, like, Oh, you know, square invoice where you put in your debit or credit card and pay right there. Whereas an older generation might be a little uh, leery about that. So do you think that bodes well then for artists? I mean, if you see that,
0: Millennials are mostly the ones that are on Instagram, they're starting to buy work, they're buying more. I mean, as they get older and new generations come on, do you really think that Instagram will be that platform um,
1: that can help, you know, that can really help a lot of artists launch their careers? Absolutely. And if it's not Instagram, it'll be a, a, a new platform. It, it'll be something social media related for sure. There. Yeah. So, so okay. I like I like where you're going with that.
0: I mean, because right, like platforms come and go every day. I mean, Vine just they, shut yeah. shut down. Facebook used to be cool. Now it's not cool. I mean, for someone who gets forty percent of sales on on a single platform,
1: I mean, how do you think about that? And how does that affect your strategy? I think about that a lot. You know, I, I think uh, I'm got to stay stay conscious of uh, you know new social media platforms that come out and, and um when they when they do just be ready to hop on it and really utilize it the best I can because I, I realize Instagram it, it's who knows how long it'll be around it not forever that's for sure <laughs> um it, you know Instagram could radically change you know how they do things and that could I, I don't know who knows you just that the power is though in Instagram's hands and not mine. <laughs> right? I mean, they they could change the way they do their feed. They can make it. Yeah, play-to-play. they can make it they... all pay to play. That's my biggest fear is pay to play. Like Facebook, yeah. you know, how Facebook did with pages. It, it, in my opinion, just like completely ruined pages. And um, I just you know because they are all owned by the same company. You know, hopefully Instagram doesn't go that route to that, I mean, who's the, what's the next platform?
0: I mean, do you have your eye on one? Do you, have you started to, to dabble in a new platform?
1: No, not yet. I mean, I think Instagram is definitely going to be around for a bit. I think it's, yeah. it's definitely in its prime. Um, but yeah, no, I'm completely focused on Instagram at the moment. Instagram and obviously email, like you can't emails and collecting emails, email list is uh, a great thing that is so valuable. I think people often forget the power of, A newsletter. (laughs) It is amazing. It's
0: it's kind of emails making a comeback. Yeah. Texting is another thing that, you know, I've seen some artists have success doing. Really? I've not, I've not. Just, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you have to be, you want to be personal, but if, you know, checking in or saying, if you have, you know, a better relationship with someone, instead of just sending them an email, sending them a text, Hey, check this out. Uh, shooting a video of like a new piece and texting it to them. Yeah. 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 Now. For all of you artists listening who want to be able to market yourselves like you are the most famous artist, Vango can help. Vango makes the entrepreneurial side of being an artist easy, saving you hours each week from the marketing and admin tasks so that you can focus on creating. In a way, Vango is like your virtual assistant or manager, and their killer feature is the ability to manage all of your online portfolios and storefronts in one place. They also create a website for you, show you who your collectors are, provide insights into what is selling, and they'll even help with your taxes. So if you're an artist who wants to spend time doing what you love, go to vangoart.co slash podcast to learn more. That's vangoar tco slash podcast. And now back to the episode. So we've talked a lot about online and the tech aspect of it but you know, there's still these things called galleries around and there's still a lot of artists who are selling in galleries, Uh, you know, is it always going to be a balance or do you see a transition coming, you know, fully online in the next
1: five, 10 years? No, no. I think there will always be a balance. I think galleries will always have a place in the art world. And I I, like, I, 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 am represented by two galleries and and love working with them. Um, so I, I just think there's going to be a shift maybe in just how the artist-gallery relationship, maybe. Okay. Um, like I, what? Well, I think, you know, I guess, less um, uh, exclusive, I guess. Um, okay. But I, I don't know what that looks like yet. But I, I think, well, you know, with, with the internet, the, you know, the, the, the traditional gallery-artist relationship has always been, you know, the, 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 gallery represents the artist and, you know, all sales go through the gallery. It's, um, you know, b- before the internet, you know, their the clients had no way to, to get a hold of the artist other than yeah. the gallery, you know, like I said, they lived in this kind of, they're very mysterious people. Um, but you know, with websites and emailing, it's like artists can put themselves out there and it's so easy for a client to go directly to the artist. Um. So, because of that, I think you know Galle- way, I,
0: I I love when i when I hear from a gallery that says they're tech forward because they have a website
1: <laughs> All right they're like we're, we're yeah. online,
0: you know it's like we're, we're online, <laughs> that we have been, a website uh, hasn't been updated since uh, two thousand four <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like websites were a big deal in nineteen ninety eight you know right. everyone's got a website now sure. anyways, okay, sorry, so you were saying,
1: um, uh, not being exclusive, and yeah, yeah, I mean, I think um. I, I think you know the galleries should maybe there. There are a lot of galleries out there that are doing really well on social media and um, yeah. you know, really utilizing technology to generate sales. And I think, um, I, I, I think maybe the galleries who are kind of stuck in the old school, um, pre-internet era, um, maybe expect a lot from artists mm-hmm. um, to funnel everything through them. Whereas, you know, now artists can market themselves and generate sales. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just a matter of each party doing their fair share of, I guess, in marketing and, you know, You see, it almost makes them more accountable. You know, it's it's like you have, you have to try a
0: little bit harder. You have to try a little bit hard with our relationship. You have to try a little bit harder online, but you know, galleries have always had that, Like you said, the relationship being that they represent and they market an artist. And and so those that are doing it online are having success. And that's something that still a lot of artists, you know, who perhaps aren't as savvy as you would find very valuable. To push back on that a little bit, you know, you said 40% of your sales are through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, it's predominantly like young professionals and now millennials are using Instagram. So, you, you know, you could pretty easily argue that the trend that that's going is, you know, the millennials that are in their twenties will soon be in their thirties and they'll be buying on Instagram from you. And those that are in their thirty, you know, thirties going in their forties will be, and then there'll be a new generation. So that 40% could very easily become 80% sure. or a hundred percent, 90% in the next 10
1: years, five, yeah. 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. So what does that mean for the galleries? Most artists don't want to hassle with selling their own work, right? They, okay. they just want to create and want to have galleries sell the work for them. So there, I think not not every artist out there is going to want to market themselves. So yeah. I think there's room for both. Um, but it, it also goes it goes back to the galleries kind of stepping up their game with social media. and Because there's no reason why a gallery can't have success on Instagram. They can curate their feed really well, be very... Um, you know, market their artists, uh, new inventory, um, it, just engage with, uh, you know, potential buyers and collectors. Um, so, uh, yeah, I yeah. think, you know, yeah, I generate 40% of sales through Instagram. Galleries could generate 60, percent sure. of sales through Instagram, you know. so I think that the, the part, though, that, that is interesting
0: that you talked about is the journal. And and how does a gallery, which is more of an organization, show the the... The journal you know how what's their journal look like or how do they show the, the behind the scenes with an artist i mean i guess very easily they they could they could do like instant takeovers.
1: yeah absolutely you know they can do behind the scenes of like you know installing artwork installing these you know um sh- you know them shipping stuff out i, I don't know there are yeah. things they can do to um kind of get, you know behind the scenes so to speak
0: sure Does does being represented by a gallery or help online at all, or help
1: through Instagram? I mean, does that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I think you know, being represented by a gallery gives you street cred, so to speak, um, adds value to your work. So, um, I I do think you know, you know, if someone visits my website. Or, you know, they'll see, represented by these galleries. So maybe that makes them, um, you know, feel better about spending, you know, the money on the piece um, sure. or, or make, you know. So, yeah, I think it helps
0: for sure. It is interesting. I mean, you know, look at retail, for example. It's becoming an experience. I mean, the Apple store. Uh, is is probably the, you know, the essence of that, right? It's people going to the Apple store for this experience. They, you know, or in, uh, even in fashion and they try things on and they touch it and they see it, you know, and then ultimately they do buy it. uh, Well, I should say most of the time they end up buying it online, but but that retail, the way it's transitioning is more into creating these experiences. Mm, Yeah. And, And I think that's something that, you know, the galleries, we all say it. I mean, there's nothing like seeing an art piece in person. Right, absolutely. You know, I think, I think, they're, uh, with retina display and now AR and then VR. I mean, certainly it could become more real online, but still, you know, being in person will never be replaced. And so it's just a matter of what is that relationship with the galleries and online? How does that work?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think galleries should like, you know, so like setting up on their website or social media, a way to, um, kind of lay out the process maybe like scheduling visits or you know i i think one thing most galleries don't do is they don't keep their inventory updated on their website and i think that could be huge keeping pieces updated as they get new work in as stuff sells take it off so i you know so people can look at their website see exactly what they have from all their artists and you know it'd be cool if there's a way you know you click a button and it's like okay i want to see this in person in the, in the gallery so Maybe the galleries um, kind of facilitating these experiences for people coming in and but, but utilizing social media to kind of um, get those leads. Um, but, yeah, I think the galleries could, you know, definitely facilitate um, experiences for, for people coming in.
0: Do you think Instagram is the radio of art? And what I mean by that is, do you think it's the platform that has really started to bring, in a way, art into people's lives, into their homes, you know, in and, and so far that they, they browse and discover? I mean, before the radio, right, music was something that was, you know, heard on the street. It was something that was heard only in person, really. You know, either you went to the, the Rockefeller Center, the Symphony Hall, or you heard it in the street and the radio brought into the home, which made music a bigger part of people's lives. I mean, do you, do you think Instagram has done that with art?
1: Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Um, Instagram is, as we talked about, ingrained in a lot of people's lives now. You know, that's, that's the first thing I do when I wake up open uh, an Instagram and scroll through my feed. And, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are the same and we're right before bed or lunchtime, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, if, if people have these art pieces popping up in their feed, um, it's, it's just, uh. It's it's right there. It's um, especially you know people who want to view themselves as as art collectors mm-hmm. um, who want to even think about stepping into a gallery or thinking about purchasing a piece of art. Yeah, you know maybe they randomly stumble upon an artist on Instagram and follow them, and then they start seeing you know these pieces of work in their feed. You know every other day or whatever. Um, and it makes them realize, oh, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing that. And, oh, man, I, I, I want to I want that on my wall or I, I want to yeah. see pieces in person and, in, 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 you know, in my life. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think it is uh, kind of it penetrates people's lives on a very kind of personal level, um, you know, whereas it hasn't before yeah I loved you know before we,
0: we, the show you you said how uh, the a lady bought a piece of art from you and said my husband doesn 't like art, but he likes yours yeah and, yeah and and to me that is that is the beauty of instagram it 's along what you just said, which it almost passively allows people to engage with art, which is something that hasn 't happened before, and so you don 't have to have intention to say i 'm going to go to the gallery i 'm going to go to the show because you know you can just like you said see it in your feed discover an artist you like follow them start to see their process and very you know almost in a, in a, a comfortable way yeah you know absolutely. start to uh, get into art and you know and, and then eventually buy it and and become more comfortable with it and i think that that is huge because our exposure to art is often growing up in a museum, you know, and then after that, maybe you get older, you go to galleries, you know, a museum where the art's priceless right, right. and a gallery, which is very, I mean, it's very expensive and it's a very intimidating experience. And so we're almost conditioned to think it isn't for us. And I think that's what Instagram really, that's where it changes the game is that it allows people to very comfortably and, and almost passively engage with art.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So
0: you play guitar growing up, you're a musician, and now, now you're predominantly an artist, uh do you think art will ever become as popular as music why or why not uh
1: i i don't think quite no no i i think music is definitely more of a universal language than art okay i, I don't know why that is but uh i i think music will always be more more popular than than art but
0: all right there you go
1: i don't know what do you what are your thoughts on that i think it
0: can be more part of our everyday life and something that everyone experiences. And I think with that, it will um, become more part of of conversation. You know, I I do think more people will have a a favorite artist, a favorite contemporary artist, Um, more people will be open into going into see art, be that because they're surrounded, you know, once they're surrounded by it, and maybe with AR and VR, they can go to any museum in the world, or then when there are gallery openings, you know, because they have, now followed artists on Instagram and bought a piece from you through Instagram and talked to their friends about it. They're now interested in, in going to, to see an art show. So, yeah. you know, with that, I, I, I do, I mean, it's interesting. I, you could say, you could say what is art? I mean, Instagram as a whole, like as a platform is artistic, sure. right? Like you say, it's curated. I mean, it makes anyone a photographer. So, and people, like you said, 1 billion, 1.5 billion engaged with Instagram, right. you know, are on it. So in that way, I think it will become a bigger part, but I guess the, yeah. the question is, does it become as like part of pop culture? Or well, is, uh...
1: I think that one of the biggest things is art's very intentional, whereas music can not be. You know, like for example, I listen to music when I'm taking a shower, when I'm painting, when I'm driving. Yeah. It's always this kind of background thing, and unless you're at a show, then it's very intentional. Whereas, or you know, the, the most unintentional, I guess, you can get with art is casually seeing it through Instagram. Or if you have a piece hanging in your home, you know when you walk by, you glance at it. But aside from that, it's it, art is a very engaging thing. Um, so I think in that aspect, that's why music will always be more popular, because you know music is just mm-hmm. it's it's everywhere. It, it, you can listen while you're doing anything else.
0: That that is very well said, and I, and I agree. I, I think you see more brands starting to engage with art. So you know shoes. You know, there will be a collab between Nike and an artist, uh, street artist to do shoes. And so I think it will become more intentionally part of things around us, yeah, turning yeah. TVs into art displays. But I, you're right. I mean, like you said, I like the shower example specifically. I, I, there might not be a time where, you know, you, you, you're looking at art in the shower. But then again, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they're well. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> how, how do you see technology in the future helping artists to tell their story? you know, or or how people will experience art?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, you touched on like VR. I think that could be a a great thing down the line, Um, you know, uh, having an artist or gallery be able to set up a, you know, a a gallery space, so to speak, in this virtual, uh, you know, realm. And, you know, having the viewer being able to look around or move around the room and getting up close to pieces and, you know, stepping away from it. Um, but and you know, even augmented uh, reality, I think is, is I, there, I think there are some apps out there already doing this, but you know, if you could hold your phone, like, you know, your camera up to your wall and see a particular painting, like, you know, through your phone on the wall to kind of see how it would look in the space. I think yeah. that, you know, that could be a great tool to help. Um, potential buyers really uh, feel confident, you know, about a purchase.
0: Yeah, I mean, on, on Vanga, there's one platform that does that. Oh, really? Okay. Before we end here, is there any? I, I want to go through a rapid fire. Okay. We've laid out the future uh, of art and tech and how they're going to interact and and how it's going to be almost as popular as music. <laughs> um, but are, are you ready for the rapid fire? I'm ready. Who's your favorite artist?
1: Uh, Johan van Yulen does some really incredible work. Uh, another guy, Conrad John Godley, uh, is doing some really cool stuff. Did
0: they Did they follow you back?
1: Uh, no, they don't. Maybe oh,
0: we, after <laughs> after this podcast, they will. Okay, next art <laughs> will be as popular in muse as music in never. What year? Yeah, never, never. No, all no, right, that's what we that. said. <laughs> all right, you're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why?
1: Definitely Payne's gray. Um, it's a color I use in all my paintings. Uh, it's it's my universal color. So it definitely paints gray. All right. And who's your favorite superhero and why? Martian Manhunter from the Justice League. Uh, he can fly. He can read people's minds and turn in shapeshift and the other people um, and walk through walls. Those are good traits to have. <laughs> right. All right, right. So
0: this is this has been all about your success on Instagram. How do we find you on Instagram? What's your handle?
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's at sh- Shane.artistry. So there's a little dot in there. Um, and then you can link website through there and but yeah shane.artistry and we can watch your behind the
0: scenes yeah. and listen to your music and uh and all that good stuff well great well shane this has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much uh, thanks for having me ethan appreciate it all right take care well sadly that's the end of today's episode be sure to check out shane on instagram at Shane.artistry. and if you enjoyed this podcast please rate and review it Leaving a review is super easy, and it helps listeners like you discover the podcast. Oh yeah, and don't forget to check us out at State of the Art on Twitter for behind-the-scenes photos, a sneak peek to next week's episode, and really cool art videos you're going to want to show your friends. Thanks again to Vango for sponsoring this episode, and to all of you for listening. Remember, if you're an artist looking to create more, or a buyer wanting to enrich your home with original art, visit vangoart.co slash podcast and save 30%.